From Noble Robot on East Hennepin Avenue in doggone Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Ellen Burns-Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. This week, your nice hosts, that's us, are going to revisit and expand a game from a previous Nice Games Jam. Bet you can't guess what it is. Ha. Well, it's Dogpile. We're going to talk about that. Let's start. Yeah, the intro is really long, so I understand what you Yeah, you chucked out. half the intro because the song was running out. I, I approve. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. Steven, you wrote all those words for Ellen. Why? I, I copy-pasted them. <laughs> we did it before. I don't know how we ran through it. I ran through it, I guess, so I must have skipped it or ran long or I don't know. Okay, so uh, the, the short version of, of all this is yes. that, yes, we're back to Dogpile. We yes. did Dogpile last month uh, for Ellen's 100th, mm-hmm. and uh, we loved it so much that we're going to give it a, a another round. Yes. Which is a thing we've done before, so this is not, we're not breaking any Nice Games Club rules yeah, here. don't come on our Discord, to talk, talk and mess or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've well, done it. because you're going to anyway, A. Yeah. <laughs> and B, there are rules. <laughs> yeah, good point. We make them up. <laughs> um, yeah, also, speaking of rules, so like, <laughs> if you listened to the show and then went on the website... You saw a note from me being like, oh my gosh, the rules were really hard to record. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this now, the rules for episode 272 are indeed up on on the website. Correct. Um, And then we're going to use this episode to change them some more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. um, Wait a minute. 272. So this was just three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, we're, we, it's not even a month ago. We're just really – well, I guess it was technically last month. Anyway, point is we love that game. We want to give it another yes. another uh, crack, um, which is a thing we did for Roboston, mm-hmm. um, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we uh, you know, we did we only did one episode of Glom, but we then can do to work on it. So right. there's some precedent that's – it's starting to become a pattern with us of, like, occasionally with these nice game gems, we just really, like, we can't let it go. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Glom, it felt very elegant. But I think our challenge is to is to lean into a little bit more what we wanted to do, which was right. to make it a little bit more complicated. Yeah, yeah. I think we alluded to it plenty of times on the show, but we wanted to make, like, you know, have different dogs as cards. Like, a yeah. hundred different dogs. Um, which, you know, we're not going to do that in this episode because the episode's not that long. Uh- <laughs> I could list out a hundred dogs. Right. But Go. this is... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, before we get any further, we should probably, for uh, uh, listeners who don't want to go back three weeks and yeah. listen to the whole thing to get a, a recap, or for those who missed it, mm-hmm. um, let's describe what Dogpile is. Yes. So the prompt that Dale gave us for this for this last, uh, the version 1.0 of Dogpile um, was <laughs> create a game that could be subtitled the 100, day, 100, 100 Dog Days of Calendar Math, you know, because we're so good at calendar math. <laughs> The objective is to get your dog pack to exactly 100 members, no more, no less, in 100 units of time. You can decide how many dogs you start with, how you add or lose members, and what a unit of time is. And, yeah, bonus points for dogs, which, for sure, there were dogs right. in it. Um, so what we ended up with was a card game, and you combine two 52-card decks. That's what we started with, at least, um, because we haven't written out 100 dogs. Right. Um, we do what we always do, which is, like, how we've does, we've... Our idea is is needs a lot of like uh, prep, so let's mm. just grab a fifty two card deck, exactly. and then the game ends up like uh, re- like cons- it fits in the constraints that we provided, which is the fifty two card deck. Yeah. So yeah. that's part of why we want to do this again is to move past that. But if we can, yeah, the game as is uses the fifty two card deck. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is you you take these two decks, you you shuffle them together, and then you deal. I think we decided like five cards to each player. For we're still working on the hand size, but it probably is going to depend on the number of players that you have. So right, um, deal X cards to each player, and then set the remaining cards aside. That's the draft deck. Um, for the first round, you um, assign the first player indicator to the person who most recently played with a dog. So this is, a, this is a rule you wrote down, but I don't remember us saying talking about this in the episode. Well, can we keep it? I, I think we can. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm the first player then, like always. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't mean for that to happen. Yeah. I guess it just means that the next time we come, you know, into the clubhouse to work on dog pile, you guys have to like keep your eyes out around the neighborhood around here. Uh huh. Because between your parking spot. And the clubhouse, there might be an opportunity to play with a dog. Right. Between your parking spot and the... <laughs> like, Ellen is just constantly magneting dogs towards her. Yes. We just we, we only have a short opportunity to win. Or or so... I bring in one of my dogs, and then everyone, like, scrambles out of the clubhouse to try Ooh. to play with the dog. Yeah, like, right. The first player. I'm a ma- okay, I'm thinking about this too much. Um, <laughs> and then set a timer for, like, 20 minutes or whatever. Mm. We really didn't um, <laughs> land on the time mechanic very yeah that's the right. part of the prompt we kept putting off and putting off and then eventually didn't really make it into the game yeah. so much yeah. and uh since we don't technically have a prompt we can ignore that this time yeah now we are free of it yes <laughs> that's what you get dale sorry <laughs> <laughs> i hope she's not editing this episode <laughs> goodness Uh-oh. anyway um if you don't hear anything from steven for the rest of the episode that is why <laughs> um okay so we have like turns and rounds. We had the draft deck. We had the dog pile, which is kind of like you know your objective. You just add dogs to your dog pile. Yeah. Um, the pack leader is just the first card dealt, faced up in the center of the table at the start of each round. We talked about the first player, and we have a first player token today, which is Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Kirby is not a dog, but no. is welcome anytime. Yes. And then we decided that the discard pile, the name for that, is going to be the strays. Yeah. Um, right. Because they're not in the dog pile, so just. We don't track them. Right. So just around. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I did add a little disclaimer to the webpage for mm-hmm. episode 272, and that is that the whole pack leader idea is a fun term to throw around, but it is not very accurate. Right. It comes oh, from like yeah. alpha dog, like which is just essentially nothing. It's not real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of research into dog social structure and wolf social structure since that those first like alpha theories were... Mm-hmm put forth and um you should really read about it i linked to it a little bit in the um in the show notes um but yeah that's not really how it works yeah i think even the animal behaviorist who came up with it one it was immediately misinterpreted yeah but then also he later was like oh i was not not only did you get what i said wrong i was 100 percent wrong yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it's just one of those sticky ideas that like kind of wedged its way into pop culture and now yeah. just has a space there yeah and so i'm okay with using it but i do i don't want to use it without calling that out like yep. don't don't be alpha to your dog yeah yeah be like a good human to your dog <laughs> yeah um your dog knows that you're not a dog <laughs> <laughs> yes um okay so you draw a card from the draft deck and place it face up in the center of the table that's the pack leader card and then without talking about what's in your hand mm-hmm. make all the dog jokes you want but you can't talk about what's in your hand right right everyone um selects what uh, what they want to lay down face down. So the pack leader cards face up, mm-hmm. and everyone's selecting cards that they're going to put down face down. Yeah, right. Um, and they'll we'll do that in sequence. So if I if I'm the first player because I was the person who most recently played with a dog. Of course, right or right. Right. <laughs> um, I will look at the pack leader card and I'll be like, okay, that's a five. And based on my hand, I think I can put down. You know, I've got like 
a three, a four, and an eight. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and then I have a couple other cards that are like completely disconnected. So I'm going to lay down a three, a four, and eight, and I'm going to lay them face down. So you guys don't know what numbers I have. Yeah. Now the key here to know is that what Ellen wants to do is Ellen, at least as, as the game is designed, is mm-hmm. you want all the cards that are laid down by everybody to line up in a row. So yeah. no no numerical gaps. Right. Yes. And so you put down some cards, and you that would either connect to the the pack leader card or ones that are one or two away that you think other players may be able to fill in. Right. So when Ellen pl- puts down her three cards, that is a signal to the other players that, oh, Ellen either has a lot of cards that match or Ellen is make- taking a gamble. And that's the, that's the sort of uh, push and pull of the strategy. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And that's why they're in sequence because then you get some, you share some information with players mm-hmm. as they as it goes around the horn. Right, exactly. So by me putting down three cards, I'm communicating something to Steven, and then Steven will take that information along with the information that is the pack leader card, and he'll lay down a, select, a number of cards, and then Mark will lay down a number of cards, and then everyone goes, okay, reveal, and everybody reveals their cards at the same time. Yeah. So you put your cards face down in sequence around the table, and then you, everyone reveals their cards at the same time. Yeah. At which point the team... Um, the group of players determines, okay, are these dogs all going to the dog pile? Are they going to join the dog pile or are they strays? And if the group, the entire set of of cards, dogs that was played that round Mm -hmm. creates that numerical sequence with no gaps, then they go in the dog pile. Yes. If there is any gap, then the entire group joins the strays. Right. Uh, And that's, that's the current constraints that we have set up. Yes. Now, but I think what we are aiming to do, um, or what we'd like to do this session, is see what other constraints we can play around with. Yes, because what we had hoped for originally was that we would want a hundred cards, each individually unique, kind of like a magic deck. Yeah. Like even even more so, like every card is unique. It's yeah, yeah. Even on. in magic decks, you got like fifty different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has a little bit of a collectible card game style, but it's not collectible. So every yes. every. All the dogs would be unique, and some of them would be similar, but every one would have some u- unique properties. Yeah. And what we ended up with was ultimately just numbers, mm. um, which we sort of uh, made uh, like the size of dogs. Yeah. Um, which we haven't really examined fully the theming of that. You know, like do dogs can a, a little dog and a giant dog get uh, uh, get along if there's no middle sized dogs for them to mediate? Yeah. Because um, that's essentially our metaphor: is that the dog pile are dogs that get along. And they can go in the dog pile, and mm-hmm. then the strays are ones that don't get along. Yeah, uh, you know, at, at at a time. And I think that I really attached to the theming of this. I think it's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's I, I want to like with the notion of a pack leader being this sort of misnomer. Um, I think I want I want to be really cognizant of that kind of stuff um, when we put together the theming and when we decide what the traits of dogs are and we decide that they get along. Is that something we want to actually say about dogs? Yeah. Like, how, you know, how silly do we want to be with it and how much do we actually want it to? Anyway, um, the point is, is that we want to make this much more uh, crunchy. Yes. And yes. yes. right now the game is really elegant. Um, and so I think, and that's part of its strength, mm-hmm. like a, yeah. as it exists. And I think we are, we are, we are setting out to break that down. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Got to add some jank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> some good jank. Good yeah. jank. Some yes. of that good jank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the, the final rule we didn't get to is oh. that um, if it's if you don't want to put down any cards, oh, yeah. you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're afraid that they won't match up, 
it's a, it's sort of a timid move. You can not put down put down any cards, and then that ends the round. So if you're the second of three or four players and you don't put any down, everyone in the sequence after you they don't get to put down any cards, and then you reveal however many have been put down so far. Yes. So it can be a safety move if like the you know the the uh, the card that's laid up on the table is a two, and all you have is face cards. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be like, well, you know, or it could be a, a mistake, right? You could right. other players could have linked up. But you know, so there's there's some risk reward there. Yep. I I think that's I like that a lot about it. But I, also, it's very simple. I think we could probably, yeah. you know, if the players have more to think about, um, more reasons to put down cards or not put down cards. I think that will ultimately be an even more interesting move to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, or potentially catastrophic move to make. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So I think like maybe first steps should be thinking about like categorization of the dogs. Yeah. Do we want uh like I mean to continue with the 52 card deck analogy do we mm. want like suits or you know broad categories yeah the dogs will fit into right and yeah if we if we decide to, if we decide that like the numbers are effectively sizes like do we have king size dogs and ace size dogs and one size dogs <laughs> i mean that kind of works that kind of works I yeah mean, we could just but the players also have to keep that i guess we can just have different size numbers like maybe one through ten or whatever yeah uh, i realize it's one through 13 in a deck but like we could just do one through ten because maybe we can have different uh, um, categorizations yeah in addition to that well if the if the const- if the main constraint is still getting a group of dogs to be in a sequence with no gaps mm-hmm. then i think we probably at least for now and with until we get a spreadsheet with some stuff going to balance things out we well, that's a good idea we should start a spreadsheet yeah. For what? I don't know. Spreadsheets. We just know that we need a spreadsheet. Yeah, always. Um, I'm so, starting one. Because <laughs> we're going to need it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the cool thing about having 13 rather than 10, right, yeah. is with three players, you have more range to create a spread. Right. Oh, sure. So. Well, we could make it 15 sizes. Yeah, we could expand it, which mm-hmm. makes it a little harder to get a spread. Yeah. Right. This I just don't like the number thirteen because it's a weird number. Yeah. It makes sense for. I mean, even in in fifty two cards, like sometimes you just remove aces. So, so it's, it's not twelve. It's not the the long standing cultural fear of the number thirteen. It's just generally you don't like the number. I don't like odd numbers. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I just want an even number, or or it has a five in it. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a good reason. Okay. So you're, you're a weird one. <laughs> that's why I don't design board games very often. You, you don't like prime numbers, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, prime numbers. No. Yeah. Like seven. we don't have to do that we can do 13 it's fine back when we were doing our um our video episodes yeah they were 13 minutes long yes but you picked that (laughs) right because it's a prime number (laughs) yeah hey steven Steven. uh 19 Ah! (laughs) (laughs) um okay well we don't i mean we're not landing the number well yeah the size the sizes are arbitrary right um, yeah, you know, part of it is I, I don't I don't know if sizes will even survive to the end of this process. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's like true. I mean, it works, and it. I think what, when we started, we really wanted this whole idea of traits. Yes. Like this mm-hmm. dog is timid. This dog is friendly. This dog is skittish. Whatever. Yeah. And wanted those to kind of match up or not. Mm-hmm. But then when we hit on the fact of of a of a of a range and the connections between them. Yeah. That is what made the game work. Right. But I think if we come. I, I I don't know. It feels like we're we're aiming to replace that with something. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe um, I don't necessarily want to. Like I think it's good, mm-hmm. but I feel like if we add that plus a bunch of other things that are just that are not that, mm-hmm. you know, 
I don't know. It's, well, um, let's. I think let's just let's give ourselves ten minutes to just talk through some different themes and ideas and see okay. what shakes loose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I can write these down okay. in my new spreadsheet. Ooh, spreadsheet. So we have you, uh, size is one. Yes. Notion. Uh, I come up with the idea of an occupation for all the dogs. I really love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Office worker dog. Yeah. Office worker dog. Yeah. <laughs> and Emotional so support. When dog. you say occupation, like, are you talking about like how what? jobs actual dogs do or are you talking about like this we're in the cartoon territory uh well what would be more fun i guess i was i guess i was thinking in in terms of what dogs actually do yeah but we also need to be like dogs in a business suit okay so then so occupation might not be the word for it but that's what we're going to call it for now yeah okay i'm trying to think of like there's like dog athletes Mm -hmm. like this dog doc dog Mm. Then there are like livestock dogs. They're like herding dogs, and they're livestock guardian dogs. And there are like police dogs. Yeah. And guard dogs. Yeah. And therapy dogs. Yeah. And emotional support. A lot of animals. lot of different yeah. kinds of dogs. Yeah, we don't necessarily. Yeah, have I mean, to we can lean dogs. into it as a, as a as a principal characteristic of a dog is is its 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 job. Like that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Because yeah, you've already listed as a couple of really interesting. How capitalist of you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more like you know the service they do to others. Plus, yeah. It's not. It's not capitalism. Dogs don't get. Dogs don't get paid. <laughs> It's something else as well. Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm just, yeah. I'm just. But yeah, that's something I thought would be cool was to do occupation. Okay. Um, And maybe the way that they can be linked is like the specifics of the job. So like I I immediately thought of sheep herders, but there are other kinds of herding dogs, right? Cattle dogs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like a cattle herder and a sheep sheep herder would uh, get along. Or would they not get along? Oh, or perhaps they would not get along. Professional jealousy. Yeah, Cat that's dogs fun. aren't jealous of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think the, the, the key is, is like, how do these connect, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, it could be that um, you ha- if you have gaps in this, like, it, like what, are the, what, are the, what makes a pile or what makes a, 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 a pack successful that can go into the pile? Mm-hmm. And so is it, is it matching any one of these categories? Is it, like, perfect harmony? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, is it, mm-hmm. are we saying... Are players trying to play cards that don't don't cause problems, or are they trying to play cards that that create connections? I like the latter better. Yeah, yeah. I that's... like the latter. It feels so. Like better. these two dogs wouldn't get along, but that doesn't disqualify them. It's only that it doesn't it doesn't mean that that it's a successful pair. It could be something like these two dogs don't get along unless there's this third category of dog yeah. in the mix. Yeah, you know, right? Because it, it does change the player motivation. You want like to add to add positive traits rather than to not spoil the super yeah 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 um and well i guess this is a so like there's a gap in in the sizes yes and as long as maybe the the dogs that form the edges of that gap can connect in another way right right Mm -hmm. i wanted to say one of the things i want to try to preserve with or changes that we're trying to make here is i think the exciting thing about uh, the original version of dog pile was the risk reward involved in Mm -hmm. playing like yeah. Higher number cards when like you put down a five and you're in or the five is the, the the pack leader and you put down an eight hoping that somebody has a six and a seven down there and they get the six and seven that feels really satisfying yeah. right we experienced that on the show I would like to try to preserve that and we can do that with the sizes but we can also try to do that with like I I, I suppose we could also try to do that with all the different kinds of the right. categorizations um, but yeah I want to try to keep that alive in this version as well could it Especially be then that you know, and I know this you want we wanted traits like yeah. pr- actual uh, properties not n- not numerical values yeah but could it be that all of the different properties also have a range mm. and, and it, 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 it and we keep it a, a, a matter of of uh making a straight okay hmm. 
Um, so effectively, like you'd have a size range and an occupation range. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Sure, but, no, but we. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that, like, which is why I said it before. Like, I feel like in if we try to do it both ways, it's gonna get not just complicated; it's gonna get confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and so either so we could decide now to really lean into what we've already got or be comfortable maybe le- um, drifting away from it. I think we can... Unless I'm wrong. I mean, I might be wrong about that. I this. think we can drift away from it while still preserving what I was talking about. Okay. Um, I think it's it, it that should still work. Because, like, I don't know, theoretically, you put fighter, fighter, dog. In, they do that, right? They hunt fires? I don't know. Well, I don't know they, dogs. Hunt? No. Okay. Whatever. We're right past this. All right, continue. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, you could put one of those down, and it's a size six, and you're like, maybe somebody put down... Uh, Water fighting dog. That's why I don't know dogs. Um, <laughs> and they're connected. Yeah. Um, and you're hoping that somebody puts that down, and they do, and then it feels good. It's it, it can be the same kind of okay, emotion. Okay. So that w- that will still track. <laughs> okay. I, Please ignore how much I don't no, know about I dogs. To, I, I almost want like this. I want to just lock Steven in a room for a couple hours, and he comes up with a hundred dogs. I love this. It's idea. just Steven Steven's own like you know <laughs> fantasy universe of. Yep. What dogs are? Yeah, so there are water rescue dogs that will like help people who are struggling in like a lake or whatever. That's what I meant. Yes. Okay, but the whole thing about firefighting dogs. Uh huh. There are no firefighting dogs, but when fire engines were originally horse drawn, yeah, what they would do is they would have a dog run ahead of the horses and clear the path, mm-hmm. like so, like get all the crowds out of the way. And, and that's guys. why the Dalmatians were chosen. Yes. Because they're they were They're n- right. nimble and fast. That's why I thought firefighter fast. dogs, because Dalmatians are. I associate them with firefighters. Yeah, and you're supposed to because okay. they were. Yeah, I think bred to do that. Any any Dalmatian you see in a firehouse now is tradition. Yes, not they are functional. They are ah. not running ahead of the engine, right. clearing traffic. They're yeah, not not running into burning buildings. Yeah, that's correct. Seems... And I don't think they ever did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine there'd be a lot of use for that. No. Yeah, that seems They'd probably not... just get in the way. Right. Okay. Cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that w- an occupation could be ceremonial. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Ceremonial dog. Royal Very dog. Very fancy. Um, okay. Yeah. Should we think more ca- more yeah. categorizations? Yeah. Let's think more. I really like the idea of personality. Like, yeah. you know, lazy. Okay. So, like, if you go on PetFinder.com because you thought about getting a third dog. Mm, sure. <laughs> um, Just imagine that one of us is in that position. <laughs> uh, like, they have, you know, different, lots of different dog-related websites will give you, like, a rating for the different dog that you're looking at. So, like, uh, you go on, like, the American Kennel Club website and you look up Border Collie, it's going to have, like, the intelligence meter is going to be very high, but so is the energy meter. It's going to be very high. Right. And they have all these other things that kind of go into personality. And I'm not sure if we'd want to do like a whole range of personality traits. Like, you know, here's this meter and here's this meter and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. But, but like the idea of having traits that have like different intensities could be interesting. Yeah. Intensity is. Yeah. Right. So personality yeah. to me feels like um, it would be that's where our traits are like uh, 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 cuddly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would be one. Um, but then separately from that, we could have things with ranges. I mean, it could just be like D&D stats, right? Yeah. I guess the, there are two ways you could do it, right? I was When I was just thinking out loud a moment ago, I was thinking more about like the D&D stat kind of situation yeah. where you've got like, you know, numerical values or some sort of value that's like this This trait is on a low part of the spectrum and this trait is on a higher part of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But we could also do it where it's personality traits that are kind of more like, have you ever like been to uh, like, Chinese American restaurant and they give you like the the Chinese zodiac calendar 
Mm. Oh, yeah. It yeah. says, like, you're a lion or you're a tiger, rather. You're a tiger and you can marry a dog, but you should never marry a monkey. Uh-huh. Kind of like that situation could be another thing. So oh. horoscope, kind of. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what we're just determining here. Yeah. 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 And it's it's interesting because I think what it – I don't like it as a broad thing, but it, when we when it becomes individual, like each card is unique, mm-hmm. then it starts to make more sense to me that an individual would have properties that would be compatible or incompatible with other individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we want to have – like we talked about this before the show, like the idea of like dog breeds having – or like the way that the Kennel Club will say these, these breeds are more intelligent or they're more this or that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is projection and a lot of that is culture. Yeah. And it's sort of like it, it kind of – I get a little nervous about that because, like like humans, the dog breeds are not races. Like all dogs are. Each dog is individual and yeah. has their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And however much we've bred dogs to, uh, breeds to behave in a certain way, um, like I don't want to like reinforce that as like yeah. truisms about yeah uh, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think individually, it's, there's something really fun about like like a big dumb dog, or you know what I mean. Yeah. And also like a big smart dog that mm-hmm. like. You know, or, or, or you know, the, so we can, I think playing with that is thinking would be really fun because it gives, we, we make each one unique in a way that is either can feel ironic or can feel um, unexpected. Yeah, sure. You know, or ones that just like are exactly what you expect them to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, my issue with using personality traits is like it's unclear at a glance, unless you are, unless we do literally do numbers, um, it's unclear at a glance what trait goes with what. Yeah. Um, like, where is the scared? dog gonna go like how does that fit into <laughs> yeah so we have a reassuring pal and all yeah. of that stuff needs to fit in your head as you play right yes because you only have five in your hand right and you may not and when you reveal all the cards you need to be able to figure it out yep without uh, consulting a guide every time yes um right. so that makes it a little tricky i think i think so too and that's one of the reasons why like just the idea of suits work really well because depending on the game that yeah. you're playing you understand numbers and you understand suits and you all you have to keep in track of your head are the rules around how those things interact. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really, like, we need to have, I think regardless of what kind of characteristics or mechanics we use to figure out dog compat- compatibility, they have to roll up into categories Yeah. so that people can, um, well, they can quickly make sense of the, the table as it, you know, as it's revealed and figure out whether it's part of the dog pile or part of the strays. Yeah. But also so that they can try to predict what other people are playing, mm-hmm. right? And what's likely to be in other people's hands. Right. Yeah. So, right, right, right. That's a good way of You know, it has to be if we do if you if you want to get to a hundred cards, a hundred dogs in your dog pile and there are hundred and fifty cards in your deck, mm-hmm. then you know, okay, um, Roughly, we have to get cards in the dog pile at this rate, and roughly, and if you you know divide it by, there are ten different or I don't know, ten different categories of fifteen cards each. I'm not sure. Sure. Like making the math easy so people can kind of work with the probability a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's an aspect of this I forgot is like counting cards is sort of encouraged in this. Yeah. Um, well, I think Ellen, you were really interested in that in the first in our first episode. I think Stephen and I were both one not confident that that would be very fun, mm. but also we ended up not being what we ended up with does not lean into that too much. But I think you're right that where we're going, that's going to have to be interesting is to be able is to have some sort of card counting, or it could just be a case that in a party game environment, no one's bothering with that, but people who really want to go for it, like that is a that is an advanced strategy that could be really satisfying for people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you, we talked about the crew as kind of a source of inspiration. Yeah. During last uh, during episode two seventy two. Mm-hmm. Um, what's important about the crew is that everyone's got everyone's got the shared goal, right? Yeah. And there's also shared information via the communication cards. Yeah. Right. And so you are what you are trying to do is read someone else's intentions. Okay. All right, he, he snapped. I've got something. something. Yep. Go, go, Mark, go. So what if we put information on the backs of cards? Oh. 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 Right? Okay. So something that is revealed when you put the cards face down. But perhaps as you hold them in your hand, <laughs> you don't know what's on the back of the card. I don't know. But hmm. do you know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. um, the, I mean, this sort of works because you could also see the back of the card when they're in other people's hands. But like... Yeah. Um, in the case of I put down uh, uh, some cards that I'm, I'm leaving a gap in the size. I'm hoping someone fills it in. Yep. But I'm looking at everybody else's hands on the, the backs, and mm-hmm. I can see uh, maybe the occupation is obvious. Or maybe one of these categories is obvious and printed on the back of the card. Okay. Uh, either the, for a, a color or something else. Okay. And so I can make my gamble based on what I think my, people might have. It also can help with card counting because there's only so many of a certain type. Mm-hmm. in and I've already seen how many and I know how many are in play yeah hmm so like yeah so maybe they all have the same pattern on the back but they might have different like outlines or colors or something yeah some, some visual uh, property on the back that indicates or hints at perhaps so it could be a case of like I mean maybe it's just um, if we're if let's imagine a version of the game that just sticks with size this can still work in that the back can have like the three categories of size small medium large and so you can see what people play, mm. uh, but not exactly what they play. Right. So there's still there's still numerical values to indicate size. Yeah. In a more um, specific or precise sense. Right, and that's what you determine. But but on the back of the card, you have some information that can help you make those decisions, help you make those risks. That can matter a lot. Better now, if we we start overcomplicating all these traits and properties, yeah, then that uh, alleviates the need to be to have to card count. Right, you can still play, and you can still make some decisions based on some information you've mm-hmm. got. Yeah, and 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 you can make you can make more informed gambles. Yeah, right. I don't know what we'd put on the back of the card that would just. I mean, ideally, would just be slightly a slightly fuzzier vision of what it actually is. It could also be a case of. I mean, if these cards are all individual, you could have some cards can really telegraph, or some dogs can really telegraph their properties mm-hmm. on the back of the card, and some can be total ciphers. Right, it doesn't have to be consistent necessarily. Yeah, I suppose that's true. You know, I do kind of like the idea of having, you know, like we have different categories or different suits, or for lack, you know, that's what the term is, right? Different suits mm-hmm. of different types of dogs. Um, that there also is like a handful of special dogs that give you like special abilities. Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That for that round. Well, this this brings us back to Uno, which was like, right. we talked about. In the last yeah, episode, that's right. Which I like. I I mean. I don't know. I think for novelty alone, having stuff on the back of the card makes this game wholly unique. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Which just excites me a lot. Yeah. But unique doesn't necessarily mean good. No. <laughs> right. Not saying that it just couldn't oh, work. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I, I'm thinking of like the, the whole package is what I'm thinking of right now, mm. rather than specifically the advantage that it would have mechanically. Yeah. But I do have, I do believe it will give us, so it'll get us closer to what we want, which is to, that notion of giving some information, but not. All the information. Yeah. And that allows us to put more information into the game mm-hmm. because we're not, because everything we add to it to the dog is now becomes proportionally less that each player knows. Right. And so if we can put a little bit of that on the backs of the cards, then we're, we're, we can keep that balance a little bit. Yes. 
Okay, can we pause that idea for a second? Yeah, we still have to come up with a couple more of these traits and decide, or these properties, and decide how many categories we want and all that. Yeah, we can yeah. get back to that if you'd like. Um, well, I wanted to ask. Actually, I kind of wanted to pivot to a different question. Okay. okay. Do we want to keep talking about traits for a little bit longer? And we can come back to it. Okay, so we've a lot of our gameplay ideas have been focused on the planning and interaction between players in the kind of like the play phase where you're putting down your yeah. cards. Do we want to explore the idea of creating interactions around the kind of reveal phase, the dogpile phase? Because mm-hmm. right now everybody reveals everything and then there's basically just like a moment of accounting and then it's this pile or that or the strays. Yeah. Dogpile or strays. Do we want to explore opportunities for some extra interaction and gameplay in that moment? Oh, I don't know about gameplay in that sense. I don't have any ideas for it. Okay. What I, but what might be interesting is I still like the idea of an all or nothing. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. you agree. Yeah, no, I, I, agree I like that. it because that is a, that's a fun moment when mm-hmm. you get it. Um, but there might be like some dogs might be like like special cards, like this dog always goes into the pile, you know, or something like that. Oh, sure. You know, it, it, it's kind of like a freebie or something. Yeah. Um, things like that. Some rare properties or like. The, like, or you put a dog down, and the the this goes this group goes into the pile only if it fails. You know, like mm-hmm. it, like f- can you know change the rules a little bit? Yeah, um, that you can put down. So if you like, if you feel everyone's, and that's also a reason to keep cards in your hand round around because you only play them in, in certain conditions. Or like, oh, this looks like we're not going to make it. I'm going to play the reverse dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that doesn't. Add any, that just adds some additional accounting and revealing stuff. There's no really extra mechanics there, or pl- there's extra mechanics, but no actual actual extra play in that round. Yeah, which I think is what you're asking. I think I think so. I was just adding. I think for now, I mean, we could try to make it more complicated, but like, you know, you could we could this becomes a different game. I think you could make it so that one of the things you have to do when everybody flips things over is also like you can you can add co- dogs to the dog pile regardless of. What configuration? We get to figure out the best configuration, but yeah. that's not what we were talking about, right? right? We were talking about all or nothing. So sticking with that idea, mm-hmm. I think adding a little bit more texture to that moment yeah. would be really fun. And I think that having kind of those like weird, like weird individual card interactions, you know, like you could have like a pair of cards that are siblings or something. And regardless, yeah, I like of, that a lot. You know, like they yeah. always, you know, just a little bit of extra flavor. Yeah. I keep trying to picture this in my head, like having all these different categorizations and having to look through them, mm-hmm. um, and it feels tedious. <laughs> I guess to 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 well yeah. to like have these different categorizations and go well all of a lot of these don't match by size, but oh some of these match by occupation, and then having to figure out which ones right. match so by it, both sides. It has to be yeah. fun to do. Yeah. So like um, Ellen, you were talking about like siblings. I think the the uh, property of a set. So like the you know the 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 three dogs that all grew up in the same house or the mm. three siblings or whatever mm-hmm. um, that that when they always match um, regardless of any other property perhaps but it, but also like any dogs that introduce different rules or change things up as you're revealing them and actually figuring them out it, things can really change you're like oh this is really, oh but then this does this like and the the calculation can become kind of fun and surprising yeah we, we maybe we should make it so that you reveal dogs one at a time so it's like uh, uh. no well yeah i was thinking that <laughs> but then i then i thought about it again it's going to take a while yeah well i it'll take a while but it'll be more clear if your dogs match up well no it won't be okay i'm here, realizing that there's won't extra work. play here yeah property so okay. um 
there's a better version of this, but imagine sure. uh, we we put them down face down, yep. one after the other. Yep. Then the reveal face is also sequenced. Yep. And let's say Ellen flips her cards over. She went first. Yep. Steven, then you have the opportunity to remove up to X amount or something before you flip yours oh. or something like that. Okay. Then there's play happening there. Mm. E- oh, oh, and play will make it more entertaining regardless of how difficult it is to calculate who, if the I don't think it works. solves that problem. I okay. think it just adds some play. It, it, okay. And you just gave me that idea. Like that if we do it um, one at a time, it will take longer. Yeah. So we might as well add some play. Oh, I see. I don't think we should do it. No? Okay. No. I think I, I think there's something fun about, okay, let's see what we got. And then you have this new puzzle kind of that you have to solve yeah. together. Oh. Right. Okay. That so works I, I think that the fun. Okay. I think that, I think you're right, Stephen. Like trying to keep track of all these different categories and things is going to be a lot for the player to keep track of in their head. So I think a lot of that has, it's kind of like, I also mentioned Munchkin, I think on the episode 270, <laughs> yeah. how I don't like Munchkin. Right. Mm-hmm. But one thing that works, that kind of the only thing that makes that game work, because there are so many different rules, is that everything's written on the cards. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think we want to make them that complex. Right. But I, I agree that it should be, if you forget, it should be discoverable. You shouldn't have to go back to the rule book. It should be clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wasn't really thinking of it as a puzzle that everyone has to solve in mm-hmm. a few minutes. That makes it, I guess, if you frame it in that way, it makes it more interesting mm-hmm. for players. Um, yeah, I guess, I, yeah, I, I'm just thinking about like how, you know, when we were playing Dogma before, we kind of immediately knew, oh, there's a gap here. We failed. Or, oh, we got them all. We did it. Right. Um, So if you're a fan of the content here in this episode, you know, where we're revisiting an old game that we've uh, worked on before during a game jam, you can find even more fun content on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Nice Games Club. We did, like, a whole series of episodes on Robaston. Um, it was like eight episodes, ten episodes. I mean, you could call them episodes, but really what they were is they were like uh, devlogs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of describing they were, it. They were working sessions. We, working sessions, yep. We didn't work on the game at all, except for when we turned on the mics. Yes. And we, just hours and hours of our process. Yeah. So like a nice games jam, but unfettered by, by the clock. <laughs> right. Which, you know, uh, your mileage may vary on that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I think it's really instructive. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, this, this is how our process works. Yes. Um, which was really, really helpful. So I think if you're interested in that sort of thing, we've got a ton of it up on the Patreon. Yes. But more than that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, several pictures of Ellen's docs. Right. Which is also relevant to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> extra topics, stuff yes. that wouldn't really fit on the show, but it's something for fans of the show uh, would appreciate. And when we did our 200th episode, mm-hmm. uh, we got a whole extra topic, um, uh, uh, more with Martha, yeah. and a bunch of bloopers and a bunch of really fun stuff. So yeah. uh, if you like the show and you want more of it, that's where you'll find it. Yes. Patreon.com slash Nice Games Club. Okay, another snap. (laughs) (laughs) So it can be a puzzle you solve, but it can be physical. Okay. So if you think about cards that are all in a sequence, Mm. you can line them up next to each other. Yep. Right? And if there's a gap, then there's a physical gap on the table. Right. Right? Now, we're not going to – we didn't do that up to now. We didn't lay them all out. We just looked at them and see if – is there a six? Okay, then that works. Yeah. But imagine we did lay them out, Mm -hmm. and there's a gap. Well, now – 
think about the other two sides of a card face. That can be where you connect the cards together. Two sides of a card face. Right, right. You're actually just trying to literally create a string of dogs. And oh. you, you, can, you can attach them. You can put butt them together by if they have mat- numbers that are adjacent. Or you can put them a- oh in a different way. So you're building a, a dominoes array, basically. So, like, they'd have a three on one side and a seven on the other side, and you have to match the three. No, no, no. It would be a three, and then you could put a two or a four on on – you could put a two on the left or a four on the right. And on the top, you can put a dog that is that is also friendly like this dog is. Mm. And on the bottom, oh. you can put a dog that is also has the same occupation as this Oh, dog. that's interesting. And okay. then that way, it's really easy to solve. Yeah. And there are multiple solutions. Oh. So it, that that now that. now there's play. Okay. Right? Yep. Everyone's got their hands in the middle and moving okay. them around. I like, like oh, that a lot. A, oh wait, it does work. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. I like that a lot. Now this also limits our ability. This is great because it constrains how many properties we could have to well to two extras. But we could find other ways to connect them. Right. You can connect them diagonally if you want. Right. Or you can have some sort of like uh, some other kind of notion where like a set, for example, the siblings. They can they they create a implied connection even if they're not touching on the on the table. Yeah. Right. So then you can have half the pack connect to one sibling and the other half connect to the other sibling and it still works. Yeah. Right. So that's a that's an extra quality. Yeah. Huh? I like that. Idea. That does make sense. I'm trying to picture what that means thematically. Like, what does a three mean on the left? Well, it's still or size. Or a three, it's sorry. It's still size. It's, it's still size. Okay. It's, it's probably still easiest to do size, but then you have – so you, you do size, but yep. then you have this alternate means of connecting. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, maybe oh, – so, so And the no, thematically, the notion is, is, does this group of dogs get along? Or right. rather, it could be a case of, is this group of dogs uh, uh, not, you know, uh, rational enough to leave in, <laughs> leave in a room alone together. Uh-huh. Like, no, they don't get along, but are they going to be like just rambunctious enough, but not en- they're not going to start tearing down the walls. Yeah. Um, and so it could just, so that could be the thematic thing. It's just to keep them, so you as the player are the human trying to, I don't know, there's a lot going on here. But, well, yeah. But I think size still works for stringing them together in, in you know, horizontally. Okay. And then uh, uh, something on the top, something on the bottom, and then some sort of like wormhole properties that connect two cards even if they're not touching. Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, we can play test this. I think. Yeah, right. I think we can. I'm just trying to think of. I'm just playing like a sample hand just yeah. to see like how would it work. So let's say that the pack leader card was a six, and that one card over here on the left, or one hand over here on the left, has two threes, a four, and a six. Mm-hmm. Um. So this, yeah, and then this other hand here on the right has a five, a seven, a jack, and another six. I guess I didn't shuffle these very well. <laughs> um, okay, so then let's say that the player on my left here plays the six and the four, and the player on the right here plays the five, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't a great example because this, these guys completely line up numerically. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I don't know what you're testing right now. Well, I was trying to, I was trying to figure out, I was trying to come up with a configuration that would allow us to test the instance where you want to or need to use an alternate condition. Oh, I see. So, right? Um, all right. Well, let's just say you didn't have this five. Okay. So you've got the, the six is our pack leader. One person lays down a four and a six, someone a six and a seven. Mm-hmm. So you need a five to connect that four. Mm-hmm. But right? we don't have a five. We don't have a five. But let's just imagine, and I'm looking 
Yeah, listeners can't see these cards, so we're yeah. just going to pretend. Yeah. Let's say that four was a, a four of clubs, like the like the six is the pack leader is a six of clubs. Mm-hmm. So so let's just uh, uh, slot in suit for an extra property. Yeah. If yeah. it uh, if the suit matches, then it will connect to that six as well. So what happens here is that six the the two the other two sixes and the seven connect here, but then the four can connect there. Okay. And then and this creates a connection. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that, you know, I think we should play tests this, but I think with the standard 52 deck, 52 card deck. Yeah, we can do it with suits. It, it, yeah. It, it, it's not all the ideas, but it works. Yeah, we can do it with suits. I also just think it's going to be too easy. Yeah, so we yes. need to come up with some. So this is where I'm bringing back my idea from last time that neither of you loved, which is that uh, um, a an overload condition. So right now we have three sixes in this example. Like that that would then break the connection. You couldn't You couldn't put too many cards, especially when we arrange them horizontally. Like this becomes, we're too far from this six to this seven. It can only be that. And then this now becomes an unconnected one. So you could put it over here. Oh, I was just going right? to say that you can't connect two of the same sizes together. So like you can't have three sixes lined up like this. So then but you can do a six and a seven and a six. Oh, I see. Oh, that's interesting. That's easy. I, that reads easier to me than. Right, 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 right. That's yeah, yeah. I okay. like that. Okay, I like and that. then you still have the stranded six. Right, and then you, you then you've got you need two fives. You can't if you have an eight, then you're 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 out of luck. Even though there's a seven here, yes, because you've already connected the seven to a six and another six. Yes. Okay. So that like, matter works really well with our like physicality. Yeah. Let's try that. Yes. I, I worry that this might be. Frustrating, but I I think if that's one of the I think it's an elegant rule, so that's probably something that can live in everybody's head. Yeah. So let's play it. Let's okay. Play it yeah, let's do it. Cool. And All we can right. do it with just one deck. Right? Yeah, let's yep. do it with one deck. I also put the jokers in here, so when I shuffle this some more, you guys come up with a rule for what the jokers do. They can be wild or they can be something. We'll figure it out when yeah. we come to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the jokers are cats. <sighs> okay, so I know that I played with a dog most recently, but because it's Kirby, do you want to go first? Yay. Okay. Right. In this, just for now, the rule is whoever played with a Kirby most recently. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely me. Because <laughs> that new Kirby game came Uh-huh. Out. Yeah, I've been playing the heck out of that. Okay, are we starting with five cards per player? I yeah. guess. Just, yeah. I think we should eventually have less cards on the in the pile, but we don't have to worry about that now. I think it's going to... I'll argue that well, later. If, I mean, we've been... I mean, like a lot of our games, they're three-player games. Yes. Because there's three of us. Right. But... um. You know, this means the maximum cards in a dog pile will be 16. And that would be incredible if you could do it. Yeah. But that feels, that feels okay. Because let's say, let's say 10 cards get down on the table. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But that's fun, right? It's a little chaotic. I, I think that this is going to require a lot of playtesting to get the number back. I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not so worried about that. I think we'll... Well, that's, yeah, that's why I didn't want to argue it. the scope of this episode. That's why I didn't want to argue it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get more of these blank card decks and, like, yeah, figure that out. Okay. okay. Um, it's your turn, Steven. Right. Oh, yeah. I have, I have the Kirby. Okay. Oh, I already see an interesting... I'm like, oh, but I, I was like, I could put down a lot of cards, but if we can't have... the What saved us last time was that you could put down a lot of the same cards. Yes. But I already see a way in my own hand that actually is interesting for that. Interesting. Cool. So yeah. I'm I hope excited. in a good way and not in a bad yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, our ace is high or low? Because last time we tried low and it really just confused everybody. So should aces be high? Well, I was just getting in my head to, to like remind myself that aces were low. <laughs> oh, okay. It's up to you. Whatever no. you want. What aces you are low. Aces, aces are, are low. low. Okay. okay. Um, oh, gosh. Nope. That's scary. Doing this. 
Okay. It's down two. I put down two cards. I'm going to put down four cards. What Holy the heck? Holy smokes. Yeah. I put down two cards, and you're like, oh, I'm going to match mm-hmm. that. All Double right. It. I'm going to put down two. All right. Two. Okay. So let's reveal them. Reveal the cards. Bark, oh bark. Yeah. All right. Oh, this oh is Oh, my a... goodness. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Mark's cards are great. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Okay. So um, I have a seven, eight, nine. And then the, the pack leader is a 10. Yes. And then I also have a jack. So I a, a row there. Yep. My concern was is if that somebody else had a nine or a jack, then it would sort of mess things up. Right. But my nine is a nine of diamonds, like the 10 of diamonds. So I was going to put that next to it and yeah. then there. Yes. And then and then that would go next to that. And the queen yeah. can go on the jack. And then my I put down a six and a seven. So I'm going to put my six next to mark seven and put my seven next to that at six. And, yeah. Okay. But I can't connect my seven of spades now. Oh. I mean, in, in at least the way we have it, you can connect it to your, the other spade on the board. Yeah, the um, jack. Oh, I thought it had to be... Oh, right, because that's an alternate condition. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so then that can go here. Yes. Right, so you don't... It's an alternate condition. It's not an and condition. It's... Yeah. It's, yeah, okay. So this works. Now the question is, is this going to be too easy? But let's... We'd have to do it a few times. Let's try to... Let's, let's, let's go next round. Yeah. Well, remember, the, the overall objective right now is 100 dogs in an X number of time, right? So yeah. this is a lot of dogs, but we have to get 100 dogs. Right. So it should be – It should. The, the failure should not be common. Yeah, it should feel right. sad. Yeah, I guess but it, it should. But it should still be so, – there should still be some – Well, now there's this puzzle aspect. Yeah, but also – so, Stephen, the seven you stuck at the end here. Yep. Let's say Ellen put her card down earlier just when we were putting them together. Sure. I, I like it being unsequenced just like everyone throws their cards mm-hmm. together. Then okay. you're like, well, where do I put this? It doesn't – there's no other hearts on the board. Yeah. Right. Then we would have to figure it out. Right, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm, so exactly. I like that a lot. I do too. And it kind of – and honestly, kind of feels like a bunch of dogs playing yeah. at a dog park just right. figuring it out. Messing around with stuff. But also, so for example, if if somebody had a, a, another diamond they needed to place, yep. um, and let's say, let's say there was a diamond on there and there were no more, well, then you could you could do like this because the, yeah. it lines up still. So mm-hmm. listeners don't know what we're talking about. We're just shuffling all the cards and all the different ways you can connect them. Uh, and then these go into the dog pile. They go into the dog pile. Okay, yes, so we did it. What do we got? Four... Eight, nine dogs in the dog pile? Mm-hmm. So we had this problem last time where we're like, we're not keeping track of how many are in the pile. I think it'd just be a matter of you go till the deck is exhausted and then you count them. Yeah. It, rather than with the worry. To, I mean, somebody somebody playing could, could be counting it, but it shouldn't be mechanically necessary. I yeah. feel like it need, the, the goal for the objective for the number of dogs needs to be so high that you want to feel like you don't have time to count exactly and you want to just keep getting dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so where are the... Where's right, because yeah, every round feels like its own little universe of play and it, yeah. it, like the like gameplay doesn't need to exist from round to round so you shouldn't have to remember anything round to round. yeah right okay so i have three cards remaining and you gotta get two more cards and i would one. take two more cards now this is a case where like if if some cards had special properties then there'd be a lot of uh, enjoyment as to when to play them or not play them um should we experiment with that this time well we don't have anything to, to denote that i think we should do a couple right we like definitely this, don't have anything to den- i have a joker okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, we could, we could, we can figure we'll it out. We'll do that eventually. I'll play yeah, it eventually, yeah. and you won't know. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, when you play it, then we'll decide. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mark's got to get the Kirby. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Ooh, this is actually kind of tricky for me. Yeah, this is, oh, what is that? Hmm. Oh, I guess right, I am just going to, and you know, what's interesting about it is that the, the amount in your hand that can work is, is random. And then that is interesting on its own because mm-hmm. then you, you, you have a, your universe of possibilities expands and contracts randomly. Yep. That's kind of fun. Yeah. It makes every hand unique. Yeah. Um, Ellen, right. did you 
Never mind. I I'm just going to play this one. Oh, I, yeah, I put it out of order. Yeah, yeah that's why. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Um, four. I, you put down one, I put, put down four. Okay, yeah. you saw Mark putting down one card, and you were like, I'm going to put four cards down. Shoot, you're right. Okay. Well, I mean, this is the same as it was before. If Ellen has a lot of good cards, then she doesn't have to worry about how many. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, but what, what if I was overconfident at first? Oh, okay. All right. So Ellen is, I has think, uh, taken one away and has now put down yeah, three. Yeah, put down cards. three. That's okay. all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. When, so that's the table talk that can be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. I'm putting down two cards. All right. So one, three, two. Yep. Let's flip these guys over. I have a three of hearts, and the, the pack leader is a four of hearts. So it can go sequentially or by suit. Okay. Ooh. So I'm kind of, I'm not contributing a lot, but I'm also not blocking anybody. So. Oh, heck. Okay. There's a five here. Ooh, there are, there's. Three threes. We all played a three. Oh, we did. Which, mean, which means... I don't think we can connect them. No, Ooh. we lose. Let's see. Yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah. Okay. There. So three then, next unless, to the four. Does someone have a club or a spade? Nope. No. No. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Why do you put down a king? Because I can do this. Oh, because it's the king of, of, of yeah. diamonds. Yeah. So... And then, you and then my six can go next to the five. Yeah. Right. But then this three is strange. Or at the bottom of the three. Yeah. Okay. So... so yeah, this three just... We put down too many threes. Can we... Yeah, I think yeah, I don't think there's a way to connect them. Nope. Dang. Wrecked. All right, so the thing that happened there is we all put down threes. We had no way of knowing. This feels like a random outcome. Yeah. So mm. I want – this is where maybe the, the – um, Oh, you mean not as satisfying way. Right, it's not as satisfying. I mean, if you play this fast enough, it doesn't matter so much. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like we had no way of knowing that all of our threes would be bad. Well, like, I knew my – I knew I would be okay because my three was placed via suit. Yep. But um, – that's interesting. Yeah, alternately, yeah. so the other way you could do it is you could do it like this, and then like that, and then like that, <gasps> and then like that, and Mark, it Mark, you did it! Right. Oh, brilliant. Never mind. Let's okay, so I connected a, a string of uh, similar suited cards so that we could put, play all three threes. Because all, th- all the threes have to go around the four. Yes. Right, because one of them is a three of hearts. Yep. You did okay. it. High five. All right. <laughs> all right, so that's that's part of the fun, I guess. Yeah. Now, the question is, is, is this going to be possible for every... <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, is it always going to work? Let's keep playing it out. I All right. Think we, I think we keep playing it. Let's play it. Let's um, do one or two more rounds. Let's do yeah. two more rounds. That's, yeah. That sounds good. And and then we'll kind of retro it. Yeah. Okay, so I need three more. Three. You need three more? Two more. Two more for Steven. Thank you. You need? Two more. Okay. And pack leader is an eight. Oh, fun. Oh, whoops. Sorry. I had one more card in my hand than I thought. <laughs> oh, okay. Courting dogs. <laughs> no, Ellen, that's you. <laughs> I only have. T- I didn't get the third one. I You're looking into it. Yeah, sometimes you just go to Pet Finder and you look at cute dogs. You know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hmm. I don't like this at all. You can't. Pu- you can't put those down until. Oh my bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally was thinking that reveals that I had the Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> it's my default state. <laughs> right, 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 right. Kirby, Kirby lives in your heart. Yes. <sighs> Bots. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Okay. I feel like that changes. Oh, maybe. What if I don't? Yeah. Okay. This is a nice safe play. Okay. I guess. I'm gonna put down one. four cards. <gasps> Gasp. Okay. All right. Two, one, and four. The uh, the pack leader is the eight of hearts. Yep. yep. And let's flip these over. I'm over. Okay, so I have an ace of heart and a jack of clubs. Got a nine of hearts. Nine of hearts. It's just like real nice. And I played. I played the Joker. Ha! <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Before so, I got a chance to. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. 
So I can connect my ace of hearts here on yeah, the another nine. heart. And the jack can go with the, the jack club. can go by suit on the nine. Yeah. And we decided the Joker is just kind of a wild card and can go anywhere. So when I, I was sort of hoping you were going to play your Joker also. Oh, yeah. So part of what I was thinking is like, uh, so the other card in my hand is a king. Uh-huh. And I, I wasn't really comf- confident playing it. But I was like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if the Joker was just like this? You could could connect any two things. So it is just a wild in, card? In any, yeah. It just any way that you can just place it. And, mm-hmm. Ah. I mean, I think ultimately we would come up with something that, like, there would be a type of card that can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that is one uh, possibility. Yeah. Um, but also what what it, I was thinking is, like, Joker would be interesting to have a card that is revealed on the back. That you know exactly what it is. Oh, sure. Which, you know what I mean? Like, because then uh, you would know that, the, oh, a wild card is coming. Okay, well, it looks like there's going to be some weird thing happening. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I effectively did that when I said I had a Joker in my hand. But that, <laughs> right, right. But that also means that if someone plays one, you know that you could play one. Yeah. Because, like, the, the, there could be, if two match, then there could be something. Well, so the thing about having stuff on the back of the card is when you play that card, people all also know you've played the Joker, right? That's entirely the idea. Oh, okay. Well, then, all right, never mind. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, at any rate, this one is easy to solve. All of the things connect, even yeah. if you don't have the Joker. Yeah. Well, this was, I didn't actually put down that case. Yeah. So but I don't know what the Joker does if it doesn't do that. But, um, uh, but so in, in a case, I've wasted the Joker. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 But, it's a, but it's a free card otherwise. Yeah, so it connects to anything. Yeah. And so, yeah, it can get you out of a jam. So now I don't have that in my hand. So, oh, man, it, it didn't do any good. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to play another hand, and then we're going to do yes. our retro. Yeah. But yes. my initial, as I'm, as I'm kind of gathering up the cards and dealing out our next round, um, what comes to mind initially is, well, this is really easy, and yeah. putting additional information on the back of the card is just going to make it easier. Right, but you're still thinking of it in terms of, of, of an unbalanced set. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah There yeah. are only four suits. And if right. we have, you know, uh, seven One. occupations and, tw- and six personalities, it's not going to be as easy to match them up. Right. Um, and the information you put on the back of the card doesn't have to be specific. It could be vague information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be precise. So. Oh, that's true. And all of that is just true. balance. Right. It's, uh, right. Me- mechanically, we can learn nothing from this playtest, whether that will work or not. Right. Got to get some custom cards, I guess. Well, the one thing we did learn is that having a, a category that's only four wide, thank you. It um, makes the things easy. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to uh, yeah. widen the numbers. Mm-hmm. All right, Steven's got the Kirby. I do. And thank goodness for that, because... <laughs> well, now we know what the Joker does. Right. I guess we do. <laughs> and this is the last play, so you might as well play it. Hold on, yeah. Uh, I'm playing more than one card. I'm just thinking. Uh-huh. Steven, everyone? Steven's thinking. <laughs> everyone, shut up. I'm thinking. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, two cards. Just two. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, I'll place three cards. Okay, cool. I'm playing four cards. Let's get crazy. Ooh. Oh, all right, now. All right, let's flip these over. Okay, Joker and Queen. Queen of Hearts. Okay. Oh, I'm already scared. No, okay, so oh, okay. the Queen of <laughs> Spades was the pack leader, so Mark mm-hmm. put down a King of Spades, and then an eight. Ace is low. Right, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> the Ace of that's Clubs okay. to the King of Spades. But I played it, so. You did, yeah, that's fine. We, we, I think we can figure it out. And yeah. so then the Queen, you also put a Queen of Hearts down. Yeah. That was you, Stephen, right? No, I did. I did put it down. Okay, up. the Queen of Hearts. And so we're putting that next to the Jack of Hearts, which is on the opposite side of the pack leader. Yep. Making sense so far. And you've yep. got a Joker. Let's save that for the end, because yes. that can go anywhere. Yes. So here's what I've got. <laughs> 
All right. Um, and <laughs> not anywhere you, near. You were really hoping for that that Joker. Um, no, I was intent when I saw we had the Queen of Spades. I oh, saw, I had a five, so I knew I'd be able to connect that. And then you would connect based on suit, and yeah. then um, I can connect that based on suit. Right. Oh, so okay. Ellen has an ace, a three, a four, and a five. And because all these the cards were high, um, she's using a suit to connect them. Now, yeah. um, this is something I, w- I, did, I we didn't I thought about, but it didn't come up yet, which is that. You could, um, if you had ace two three four, for example, mm-hmm. um, and you didn't have this five, and the five and the ace weren't suited, and you had to line them all up, they would also be connected to these other ones. Right. So, so it can't. I would say we couldn't do that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So essentially, in order to start a second run, it either needs to be a, a like an S shape. Or uh, or two away. Yep. Yeah. Right. So sure. It doesn't link up with any. And Ellen has set that up here now. Uh, she's connected the ace with a five, and they're all the same suit. Mm-hmm. And then her four and three are connected to the five. Right. And now I have cards in my hand that would have ne- uh, connected right up to that, but I had no way of knowing. Yeah. Right. right. So like, if you if on the back of your those cards it had a these are small numbers uh, indicator, then I could have felt like, oh okay, you know. Yeah. Right. But that only mm-hmm. works if you place them before I place them. Right. Right. So that that. Because you can't. I'm making a case for the, some information on the back. Yeah, I think that's starting to make sense for me. You can't right. go. You can't go backsies though, right? You can't go back. Right. Once you lay your cards, you lay your cards. Okay, so we have two more cards. We have the Joker, and we have. And then this, it, this Joker mistakenly placed placed uh, Chihuahua. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the Joker is taking the place of like the Jack of Clubs, and then the Ace of Clubs that Mark kind of just threw out there. <laughs> um, right. So in this case, the Joker has to. Adopt properties that the, that both the ace and the queen can connect to. Yeah, so that makes sense for a fifty-two card deck. It will not make sense for what we end up with. Right. Okay. Um, but it could. I mean, you could. You could. Um, the if our properties are few, um, size, personality, occupation, yeah. those three things, then the Joker could adopt three of those things. Mm. Right. That would that wouldn't be so burdensome for players. Yeah. But part of me was just thinking like the Joker connect to anything to anything to anything. Yeah. But you know. Uh, in the in a case of a game like this, you'd have a card like that, but then you'd also have a different wild card that did a different thing. Yes, right. I agree with that. Um, but in this case, it works because uh, you can connect uh, a suit and a size to that that ace and that jack. Yeah, this changes the game a lot. A lot. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah, it, it just needs to be harder. It does need to be harder. Well, I think having feels... more properties will meet. Well, this makes the properties interesting, and it doesn't ruin. This is the thing it, uh, that I'm I'm happy about is it doesn't take away from what we had with that connecting all the sizes. Um, it doesn't take away from that, but I don't think that it has that um, risk-reward factor. Well, it has a little bit of that, but I think that, like, well, because I play the Joker. I don't know. I I, I, I realize that the, the way we have it right now is too easy due to the limitations of the 52-card deck. Yeah. Um, so maybe this wouldn't be the case in a different uh, deck, but... Yeah. Um, I'm concerned that there's not a risk reward thing like there used to be in the previous iteration. We didn't really get any moments where we were like, "Oh my gosh, it worked!" Right? Yeah. Like well, except, we, for when, except for when you reconfigure. Right? Yeah, that was that, cool. that's what the that's what the laying about on the table. Yeah, that's what that brings to it. Yes. Um, I think that ultimately adding more properties is going to make the game easier. <laughs> that's and okay. so and so we have if 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 we're committed to doing that, then we have to uh, live with that. Mm-hmm. Right, and so by 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 introducing other barriers, or like like again, I'll make the pitch again: some sort of overload mechanic, something that does actually uh, break something. Um, well, I I mean, like it, like if you like when you can put down four cards because four of your cards in your hand will just fit all by themselves. That's satisfying, but it would be 
you should have some trepidation uh, to doing that because the more cards you place down in your own hand, the more likely they will not just be uh, that they will actually be incompatible with something. Well, so theoretically, if you have four cards that work with both your, you know, together and also with the pack leader, yeah. other players can also have that. And due to the fact that, you know, you can't put two cards right next to one another, uh, the, two cards of the same right, number right next to one another. The physicality, you think, is enough of that. I Yeah. I, well, initially, I mean, we did yeah. struggle with that a bit yeah. while we were playing. So I don't know that it's necessary that we have to make it that if you put too many fives in there, the game blows up or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dogs probably don't blow up. Well, I think in, in the case of like our <laughs> properties, it could be the case of like if you have too many uh, aggressive dogs or something. Sure. Like if you have like four aggressive dogs uh, in their personality, then that yeah. then then nothing else matters and it's a bust. Mm. And so you only so the, so you're not going to put down three of them in your own play. Yeah. You we know? can. I mean, we can theoretically play around with that I yeah suppose. and if every dog is unique we're, we're gonna have to come up with lots of a couple of things anyway mm-hmm. um if okay so a couple questions for you guys yeah. yep um is this gonna be a like how many players can this game accommodate i feel like four four probably after yeah. that it starts to become not just complicated in a lot of cards it becomes the laying them out in sequence becomes a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah somebody will take charge and that won't be fun for everybody else yeah i wonder if you could do solitaire version I could see this being something that we work on to do like one to four players. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I, think, I think solitaire dog pile would be yeah. pretty fun. I also don't mind if we did a lot of playtesting with this with a bunch of different player counts. If mm. three ended up just being the magic number for it, mm. um, doesn't bother me. Yeah. But, but I think one to four, if we come up with a single player version, yeah. Um. That seems like the best. The that seems like the right thing we should do. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, yeah. So then that leads me to the next question, which is, well, what's What's next? Like, what's the what's the next thing we can do to reveal more about what the game needs to be? This is when we we need to make a prototype deck yeah. with yeah. with with our actual dogs, right? And so I think we should use the remainder of the time because I feel like we got something here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the two things that are my two ideas: putting something on the back of the card and having some over overload mechanic. We can't do either of those until we know what the deck looks like. Yeah. And so let's set those aside for this entire episode and let's figure out what. Our our properties are, uh, yeah. and then we, then we have to mu- then we multiply them all together and see if it equals a hundred, so we can have a hundred unique cards. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, well, how many did we write down or say before? Okay, so we have size, occupation, personality, and then some sort of special rule like a Joker, a Joker yeah. card, and then some sort of a uh, 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 set. So essentially, like a small, like a tiny suit of you know three brothers or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and some some. Dogs will ha- will belong to a set, and some won't. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So for size, I put one to thirteen. Okay, but uh, seems. Let's see. We decided that the honestly, like one to six, might be interesting because yeah. it would make it harder. Yeah. Right, and you you have a lot more of like five six five six. It, uh, right. Oh, well, right? yeah. That limitation we put in play, or that I came up with, was yeah. only for numbers. So if we make the size the limitation. And we make that smaller, that makes it harder, like you're saying. Also, it does yeah. seem weird to have, like, 13 different dog sizes. That seems like a lot. Just, like, yes. like in, pretty for pretty theming, pretty. it seems like many. Right. Although, yeah, I think that'd be okay. I think, yeah. So let's go with let's go with six. Six, Let's, sure. let's just start with six. Okay. We want it to be less than 13. Yeah. Six is less than 13. Check. Yeah, part of me, depending on how interesting these other properties are and how they connect and how it play tests, we may be able to reduce size down to three or four. Yeah. But, le- but six feels like at least it will definitely be playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's interesting. And I didn't okay. consider. Um, so for occupation, um, we want what, like 
I mean, there's if there's four suits, mm-hmm. we want more than four occupations. Yeah, right? we want a lot of different occupations. I think right, like ten. Ten. Maybe so, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, we don't have to come with them so now, the, do we? The, the idea. I don't com- think so. No. Okay. The, the idea combined here is that each each category of dog would have representatives from each occupation. So there's like. I mean, if. If we distributed this evenly, there would be one dog for every possible combination. And only, you know what I mean? Right. But I think that might ultimately be kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may find that like there's certain occupations we only want to give to large dogs. Yeah. For yeah. example. Um, and that may that'll just become that that's a mix between balance and theming. Yeah. Um, but for now, I think our prototype should just have like one of every combination. Just so we can like figure out what's pl- yeah, yeah, yeah what's playable yeah um, and what's yeah what's fun okay so right so we that, so that's gonna be if we're still kind of committed to a hundred maybe one hundred fifty dogs then then sure. like then the more things we add then the, that number starts to become that unique number starts to become if we have six high. sizes we need sixteen point six dogs of each occupation of a different occupation and such what? right am I wrong well no because we're gonna have more than occupation we'll have other properties. Oh, no, I know that. I'm saying not just of occupation. We need 16 unique dogs, 16.6 unique dogs in each size category. Does that make sense? I'm d- not describing it. I'm well. not Ignore sure me. 16.6 is coming. Because it's 100, 100 divided by 6. Oh, I see. But it doesn't have to be. We, the, we have to get 100 dogs in our dog pile by the end of the game. That doesn't mean the deck is 100. Oh, I suppose that's true, too. Well, I mean, I think we talked about last time about, like, the deck maybe should be 100. And that is what we. It, we didn't. Before. We did not settle on it. Yeah, we didn't settle on it. No, but I think we has, we should probably settle on what because that that's the end of the game. That's an aspect of it. Too. So oh, the, right? the do- it being a hundred dogs is itself interesting. Like, yeah. In terms of like, one, it could fit in a box. And, yeah. And two, it feels like there are a hundred dogs in this deck. That's right. Just some. That's a thematic element. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. If there are a hundred and twenty dogs in the deck, it's like okay, I guess. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It doesn't feel there's a, something to a round number. Um, that's that's apart, what I've been saying with that, the threes. Right, that's apart from the mechanics of yeah. it, which is that if uh, mechanically we find that in order for all of our properties to be represented, yep. we, we need 250 dogs, then we have to decide, like, okay, are we, is that what we want? Or do we want to pare down the properties? Or do we want to not include some combinations? Okay, you know? so let's, let's just say, for the th- sake of thinking it through, yeah. that the goal of the game is to get 100 dogs in your dog pile, and there are only 100 dogs in the deck. Well, that's the, that's the mechanical question that I think it needs to be answered later, which is that if we only put 100 dogs in the deck, then the goal is like... Get all the dogs. Get all the dogs or get 60 dogs or whatever. And so we just need to... I, I don't... Okay. I think that those numbers are arbitrary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're going to be determined by m- multiple factors. Yes. And so we, I, I'm, th- I'm saying we don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah. The, the, the hurdle that we're trying to jump over right now is what happens when we don't stick with the regular 52-card deck that we've got so yeah. intuitively ingrained in our heads. Okay. So you've got six size categories... Six occupations, five occupations, six occupations. Well, Stephen was saying ten. Ten. So let's say yeah. eight. Sure. Sure. Okay. Oh, because it's in the middle. <laughs> right. If yeah. They're arbitrary. I like. I do like the idea of there being a lot of occupations, like more occupations yeah. than personalities. Yeah. I think yeah. personalities to me should be like there should be three or four or five. Sure. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I like how I like how you were like Stephen said we should do ten, so let's do a different number completely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Well, initially. Ellen was saying six. <laughs> no, I know, I know. After a while, I was like, okay. <laughs> but I like the idea of there being a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah for okay. sure. Yeah, uh-huh. eight is still a lot. I yeah, think. dogs do a lot of different things. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dogs also have lots of personalities. Right. But, um, okay, so... We've and got... remember, when, the way we were playing is suits can connect on the top and bottom of a card. Mm-hmm. But in this case, occupation connects on one side. Yeah. Oh, that's a really side. good point. Right. That so, make it harder. So having having a low number of them is not that... Uh, doesn't make it super easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not going to know this till we play it. So yes. we are, we're just going to have to go on instinct for now. Yep. But I'm thinking a smaller number of personalities, you know. I mean, like, that's fine. And then maybe some dogs can have multiple personalities. Yeah. Well, to, use, to use a phrase. Different traits, yeah. Yeah, they can a be combination assertive and friendly. Yeah. Yeah, Aww. some of them would have like both. Yeah, com- that's combined. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, so four or five? I was thinking four. Okay. That was my I was thinking five. Thought. Yeah. <laughs> I think five also, just because okay. four, I think we're going to be like, oh, that's not enough. Like in terms of like it being a, yeah, okay. a diverse set of qualities. Fine Mark, with me. Mark thought, thought through it. I was just disagreeing with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other, the other things are, are special rules. So like Joker style. Right. So we can and those are just going to be special. Yeah. yeah. So some, we'll have maybe a couple of different kinds of special dogs. Yep. That'll, that basically will have no other properties except for being a special dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then, then otherwise, then a set. So some siblings, some roommates. Some other some other connection between the mm-hmm. couple of dogs Room that is dogs. unrelated to their some other dogs problems. that went to college together, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think road trip dogs. I think those sets should be two or three large. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, that sounds good. I'm not sure if they sh- shouldn't have other properties though. No, no, no. Oh, they'll have different. Properties. They would. I think they'll have the okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so the special dogs have no other properties. They are just special dogs. Mm-hmm. The set is something some dogs have, but they also yeah. have all their other properties. Got it, got it. Okay. That makes them kind of special, but the, that doesn't always come into play. Yes. Right. And there's always kind of fun in a game where you're like, this card, has a, it's part of a set, and so it's definitely going to have more opportunities to randomly connect to something, but I should really just play it now because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it helps me here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, there's something kind of fun about that. Yeah. About like holding on to it, but then like, oh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be holding on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. I'm good with that. All right. And then, yeah, the special dogs can be like, this is a goat that thinks it's a dog. So what were the numbers? We had six and eight and four. Five. Five? Yep. That's a big number. Okay, it's bigger than 100. We should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Are we coming up with ideas for these things right now? Well, I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's like, I guess we kind of job done, like in a sense, and what we aimed at. Yeah. We can, I think what we need to do, we can come up with stuff, and that'll maybe be fun for a listener to hear. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, we're not going to be able to play test it until we actually produce it. Right. So, so maybe. I think that's going to happen in part three if we do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. for sure. Or just off mic and we'll report back in some other episode. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, maybe we can come up with some of the, maybe some special rules. Or maybe we can get into the overlord, overload or back of the card info. If uh, Now because we have sort of some idea of what information is going to be on the mm-hmm. face of the card. I want to I want to play test it with the with this before this even thinking about it at all. Before we think about those other things cuz okay. I, I yeah. my brain is kind of running up coming up dry yeah. on some of those constraints. Mm-hmm. Um because I don't know like what needs to be constrained if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, part of me is like I want to come up with the, some of that stuff just because it would be fun to have. Mm-hmm. And then when we play test it we'll rein it in. But I like your approach makes as much sense, which is let's see what needs to be constrained. Like let's. So the question is, is like when do we start balancing? Like, yeah. When do we stop brainstorming and start balancing. Yeah, I think the thing is just like I can't come up with any constraints that feel fun to play with right now. Yeah. And I think that's partly because we haven't played with the. We've only played a couple times with the layout mm-hmm. mechanic, and um, we haven't played with the layout mechanic with a deck that has only 
Right. Like these con- these constraints around the connection point because we had played with the connection point being suits and number. Yeah. And that was pretty freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to be, since we were going to have these three traits, that constrains it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I want to play through it a bunch of times with that. I think yeah. First. So our last question then is, is are those three traits enough? So, for example, be, every card is unique. So right. you could have occupation and personality on the top and bottom of the card or you could have an occupation and something else on the, you know what i mean yeah like you could have a different i mean it's sort of oh yeah it, you know what i mean yeah um, and and then what's some of the some of the wild cards could be some a dog could be compatible with all personalities mm-hmm. in which case you can't connect it to one that does not have a personality connection mm. right oh yeah so that there still be some constraints in there like mm-hmm. otherwise it's just a, an extra properties of another name um, so, so anyway, yeah, my, okay. so my question is, is occupation, personality, do we have any, any other interesting, uh, 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 traits categories that we might want to add? Um, oh, uh, fashion. I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of color they're wearing? Yeah. Our, our dog like, so I'm, I'm asking that because I want to make sure we don't forget anything, but in my mind, yeah. I actually can't think of much else. I feel like that's, this is, this feels complete-ish. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like it's... M- Obviously missing something, yeah. but maybe we can come up with something else if we want to explore those combinations I was talking about. Yeah, favorite snack. Favorite <laughs> snack. Diet or yeah, diet. That's fine. Yeah. How fast they are. Well, one of it says there is like athletic uh, as a maybe a property, but that doesn't make sense in either of our categories. So maybe athleticism is a is a, is a yeah. trait, mm-hmm. um, like right. or energy level, right? Right, like, right. Yeah, it mm-hmm. might be interesting because you know you think about how. When, you know, you think of two uh, two dogs playing together, and one of them is just having none of it. Right? <laughs> yeah. so that could be a, a property. Yeah. yeah. Sass. So Sass. Ener- energy could be another n- numerical value. Yep. Totally could. Yeah, like personality, and then like physicality or something. Yeah. Um. And so what you were saying just a moment ago, Mark, I just want to make sure I have a chance to articulate it aloud so it sticks in my head. We have these four traits to play with. Every dog will have a size, but the other the other traits are not necessarily going to be yeah it depends on how we want card. yeah it depends on if we want to just stick to the four-sided connections in the layouts in which case uh, size needs two one, uh, you know on two sides yeah and then, then we have two more s- spaces um but i don't know that we need to necessarily you, we could have diagonal or whatever yeah um, yeah that seems like it becomes too easy and also kind of could be a mess um, but yeah, okay. So size, if it, yeah, if size is the primary one, then we can have two other categories and maybe all cards will have something on both of those connection points, but maybe they won't always have something on both of those. Yeah. So if, points. so let's say right. if, if there could be an, an, um, um, a dog that is, uh, just has two really strong personalities and they're on either side, mm-hmm. right. Or maybe some dogs will have the personality slot on the bottom of the card, but it will have multiple personalities down there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we could have, there's just so many different combinations we can make of yeah. this that could, that can lead to possibilities of things connecting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for our prototype, we'll just have like one of everything and like the, and line it up. But I think the final deck will have a bunch of, we'll have a bunch of thing combinations that are not in the deck and a bunch of like weird combinations that, that you wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't necessarily yeah. be sort of special so that the dogs aren't, they don't just feel like stats. They actually mm-hmm. do feel unique. Um, I think we could get pretty crazy with some of these things. I was thinking like gaseous dog. The dog doesn't have a size, but it does have a personality and an occupation. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, having a having like a a bunch of Joker cards gives us the opportunity to just like this dog just has special properties or introduces yeah. some special thing. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, like I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just really thinking about this, like you know, Bizarro dog that just win win in play. Uh, dogs can't, can only connect by things they wouldn't otherwise connect it. You know? Yeah, and then it'll just be totally, completely wild re- resolution. <laughs> and Bizarro dog of the card art is a cat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there should be one cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just wants to play with the dog so bad <laughs> oh that's so great <laughs> yeah that's a special part actually you know it could be all the special it could just be we could have a so other than special dogs we could have another set of special cards that are just cats and there could be like this cat in disguise mm-hmm. cat causing trouble <laughs> we could have some, some cat dogs. who just was the wrong place at the wrong time <laughs> we could have cows and call them grass puppies right <laughs> could could sprocket slip in there Oh, for sure. That would be nice. 100%. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Otherwise, I do like the idea of just one cat. Yeah. That also makes yeah. sense. That's, That's pretty great. Uh, I want to draw a bunch of dogs right now. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the fun part is like actually getting some illustrators to, to just, yeah. Yeah. Like, do we design them all in the same style or do we do it like magic does where you send it out to a bunch of different artists and they all have comes all back in different... full, fully painted scenes of the dogs, like yeah. each yeah. one of them. Like that's there's something fun about that. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Yeah, that's fun. If we were doing more, of a, if we expanded it to be more more of a collectible thing, then yeah, we would yeah. have to do that. But for now, I think for prototype, I'm just gonna get on Dolly and be like, in the style yeah. of <laughs> make a Chihuahua with yeah. a chef's hat, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing for Dolly, right? Because you're just prototyping. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's our show. We post show notes and such, well, rules in this case, on our website, nicegames.club. Go there to find the rules of the game we continued to make today. And for sure, we'll put them up there, like, when we publish the episode this time. This well, is- easy for you to say. I'm the one that has to do it. I can admit Mark to it. We took better notes this time. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Visit us on Twitter at NiceGamesClub, where Dale tweets about game dev resources and designs after developers finish with them. Sounds tricky. We like hearing from you, so tweet back or email us, contact at nicegames.club. Nice Games Club is on Patreon. Support the show and get stuff. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. And if you want to keep things more casual, stop by nicegames.club slash discord and say hello. Next week, we'll be looking at breakable games and support systems. But that's it for this week. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. We're 44 minutes in. What, really? This would be a good point for, we're past blur, but this would be maybe where we put the blur. Mm. There were maybe a couple moments in there. This is pretty cool. I mean, Reca- 44 minutes, really? I know. We've been talking for that long. Well, we did a lot of recap, but I think it was necessary. I think it was necessary, yeah. too. I don't mind this being a 90-minute episode. Okay. okay. I mean, it's not great. I think I you're editing it, because yours is the one after, so. It's fine. <laughs> All right, cool. I no, this episode is going to be eight hours long, and we're going right. to play test it straight for eight hours. <laughs> uh, that's just a job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. Lunch, 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 lunch. <laughs>